GAA Sports Desk. Brought to you by the Heralds, every side of Dublin. Good evening and welcome to GA Sports Desk on Dublin City FM. In studio this evening, Suzanne Parker and myself, Peter Brannigan, and we begin by thanking Hugh and the Live Drive team for getting you home safely this evening. Live Drive will be back on air tomorrow morning at 7am. I'd also like to wish all of our listeners a very happy new year. This is my first show of 2019 and it's a great year to look ahead to. We have the defending men's and women's football All-Ireland champions and we also have a new hurling manager in place and a new camogie manager in place at senior level. So it promises to be a very, very interesting 2019. But of course, for the first time in a number of years, there's no Dublin club involved in either hurling or football looking forward to uh, All-Ireland semi-finals and to St. Patrick's Day. So the focus very much over the next few weeks is going to be on the inter-county teams. And of course, league campaigns begin at the end of this month. But before that, both senior teams are involved in pre-season tournaments this weekend. On Saturday evening, Dublin take on their old rivals Meath at Parnell Park. That game throwing in at 7 o'clock. That's the Bordnamona O'Byrne Cup semi-final. And then the following day at 2 o'clock at the same venue, Parnell Park, the Hurlers are in action in the Bordnamona Walsh Cup semi-final. And they're taking on Galway. That game throwing in at 2 o'clock. We're going to be hearing Andy Cunningham's view on that game over the next hour. We're also going to be hearing from David Tracy. He's going to be giving me an update on... Uh, an injury worry that he has at the moment with his hamstring and he's going to be looking ahead to working once again with Matty Kenny. Of course, they worked together very successfully at Kula with their back-to-back All-Ireland club victories. Now we're hoping they can do it uh, for the boys in blue. And we're going to be hearing from Noelle Healy. She's going to be talking about the 2020 campaign and she's going to be looking ahead to 2019, of course, with uh, with Mick Bowen now confirmed uh, as the manager once again. If you'd like to contact us in studio, you can. The text line here, 087-977-1032. We have a Facebook page, GA Sports Desk on Dublin City FM. Or you can email us, GA Sports Desk at dublincityfm.ie. But we're going to begin with David Tracy. Now he has had some involvement uh, with the Dublin Seniors since Matty Kenny took over. He played briefly in the game against Offaly, but the old hamstring injury seemed to be affecting him again. And earlier on this week, I spoke with David to find out the latest on that injury. Yeah, so um, I just felt a nick in the hamstring against Offaly, so just a precautionary thing. Just, um, I, just, I just came off from then. So since then, I've just been kind of trying to get on top of it and make sure it's, it's all good. It's nothing, it's nothing major. It's just to make sure at this time of year that I can put those issues to bed and to make sure that from from the year onwards that I can uh, not, not, not make it an issue. Yeah, I was going to say, if it was awfully in the Leinster Championship, I appreciate they're not in the Leinster Championship this year, but if it was, if it was awfully in the Leinster Championship, you maybe would have stayed on us just to do with the fact that it's January. Exactly, like there's no, um, I mean, Walsh Cup's brilliant, but again, there's no there's no point in, um, you're trying to get the most out of your training and get your body in the, um, in the best place possible uh, and get as much matches as you can in, but there's no point in getting yourself injured and, and, and making sure that it's, it, you're going to be at, you know, it's going to cost you down the line. Because the reason why we are playing these matches and training this time of year is for later on in the season. So I just wanted to make sure I could nip it in the bud, um, just to make sure that I'd be available throughout the year. Sure, sure. And uh, speak to me about those games because I was at all of them. The, there was a sense of being so close and yet being so far away. Is that is that a mental side of things? Is it like a slight lack of belief after maybe what happened with with previous years under Jair, or was it just playing against good teams, or is it a mix of both? Or how does that work? It's hurling so frantic. It, it's it's down to you know uh, the bounce of the ball at times. Um, 
Other than that, from a belief perspective, I don't believe that. Um, I think, especially in Leinster, I think any team can beat any team. Um, I suppose now looking forward to this year, um, that's something that we're going to work on. So those 1% maybe balls not going in our favour are going to go in our favour. And that's certainly Matthew, what he's going to do every single game is to work on, you know, to make sure that we're the other side of a point um, than, uh, than the losing side. Yeah, sure. And I suppose the games in, maybe in Salta was a bit different, obviously, because it was something of a dead rubber. But the games in Wexford Park and the game against Kilkenny, OK, the referee didn't do favours, but you, you can't dwell on that. But it sets it up nicely for the opening game in Nolan Park. And I appreciate that's May, so it's a little bit of time away. But from a supporter's point of view, it's really a game to look forward to. Yeah, look, certainly. I mean, um, the way the way the championship's geared up now since last year is, is, is hugely exciting. Um, and the hurling championship just seems to be the championship that keeps giving. It's been so exciting for, for years and years and years. Um, but from our perspective, look, we're, Matty's, Matty's only been in the position now, not even barely two months. Mm. So it's the case of um, at this time of year, we're just trying to get as much strength and condition into us and then get as much games in. Um, and Matty's trying to see as many players as he possibly can. From a cooler perspective, obviously, we've worked closely with him. But from a Dublin perspective, he needs to see those other 34, 35 guys in, involved in the panel. And that's kind of the priority at the minute. Um, so we've had three great games um, against uh, Offaly Carlo Leash uh, and they're looking forward to a great challenge against Galway and I know they'll be chomping at the bit as well uh, to get Yeah, it's a, it's a nice time of the year to be playing them isn't it because I appreciate obviously National League coming up with the first game against Carlo as well but playing one of the, the top two or three teams and arguably Galway you know, could be the best team in the country I know Limerick obviously beat them in the final last year but they've been so consistent over the last few years so it's a good test to have Yeah, 100% um, like I mean to be able to play these teams and it's, uh, like we've been blessed with the weather as well it's been very mild now so you can actually do a bit of hurling uh, a lot of times uh, and January's that I've gone back not a lot of hurling to be done so it's a stiff test uh, I mean we don't know what obviously team that Galway are going to play but we know what to expect from a Galway team um, they're going to be hard working one of the most physical teams in the country so it's a great litmus test from us from a from a you know, from a tackling side of things, uh, and and just to see where we are in terms of how we're shaped up for for the Alliance League, um, and yeah, just really looking forward to it um, because I know Galway will be keen to get back up and running, um, and uh, and should be a, should be a good game. Yeah, absolutely, and, and of course, obviously you were involved with Matty Akula. He's managed to get a couple of the lads back in in Mark Shute and Darrow O'Connell as well. Seem to have committed to the panel, so that's a huge boost. Something that Pat couldn't uh, get. Obviously, with you guys winning the All Ireland last year, they were taking a little bit of time out, but it's it's a huge bonus. Yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, from a personal point of view, it's great to be back involved in the setup in January because it's the first time since 2016. Um, obviously, with, with Kula, so that's that's great to be able for for Maddie to have a full deck to choose from. Obviously, we'd hoped it had gone better with the club side of things, but the silver lining is um, we got to actually have a proper break um, after after our club championships, uh, and we got to come back and, and get embedded into the side. Um, and again, like I mean, I love playing for Dublin, so it's it's great to just be back in amongst it. Um, and so far, so good. So it's just a case of trying to build momentum, try every win every match we can. Sure, sure. And I, I know obviously Paul Shute's injured. Obviously that, that injury he suffered last year. What about Colin Cronin? I know he's doing medical studies. Is he joined back up at you, or is he still out of the scene? Or yeah, so Colin Colin's concentrating on the studies at the minute, as far as I know. Um, and I think that's the case of him. Um, like I mean. Like it's trying to be a final year, or whatever in medicine, uh, I, I certainly couldn't uh, couldn't fathom it. So it's he's just made the decision to take a step back. That's not to say anything for the future. That's not to change. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't spoken with him, but um, that that seems to be the case from uh, from, from from now. Yeah. Sure, sure. Speaking then about Maddie, obviously, is he someone you enjoy working with? Uh, I hugely enjoy working with Maddie, um, and it's the case of. Um, 
seeing what he could do at, at the club level um, and, and being able to translate that and improve upon it with the resources and, and at a higher level uh, at inter-county level. So it's it's hugely exciting to see what he does. Again, it's you have to take these things separately. Kula was Kula and that's parked and that was that was fantastic. But now what we're focusing on is what Maddie can do with Dublin as a Dublin manager and me as a Dublin player with the rest of the guys and that, that's going to be the main focus. So really excited. Um, it's been a good start, but again, no one got any no one got any trophies or anything for a good start, so it's the case of making sure we can try and win every match that we can or at least putting in a performance um to, to, to make sure that we're we're moving in the right direction. Sure, sure. And I suppose um I read a great quote from you talking about when you were younger you dreamed of playing for Dublin in all Ireland final because you just didn't think that it could ever happen with Kula. Obviously Maddie had such a part to play in that. He obviously did something that maybe diff- other managers hadn't done when he was involved with Kula. How big of a challenge is it to get Dublin up to the standards of the Limericks and the Galways of this world? Do you think you're close? Um, like it's a huge test and again um, we can only do that through what we know and, and obviously trusting Maddie that he has a plan in place otherwise he wouldn't have taken the, taken the, taken the role. So he obviously sees potential in us but again it's getting too far ahead of ourselves to compare ourselves to last year's All-Ireland Champions. We have to be realistic as well um, and we have to be able to, to take each game as it comes. Um, the main thing for ourselves is, um, well, for Maddie to get to know the rest of the panel um, and for the main part of myself and the rest of the cooler guys is to get back and imba- embedded as cooler players. Um, so look, we'll, we know there's obviously something there. There's obviously a hugely talented bunch of players that are there on the panel that Maddie's assembled. The important thing is to keep everyone fit to make sure that Maddie has a full deck to choose from. And the second thing is to make sure that every single week we're improving um, and who knows where that can take us. Um, what I would say is, um, I mean, we're looking forward to the league and, and obviously we're targeting firstly get as far as we can in the Walsh Cup and then see where we can go in the league but in terms of getting too far ahead of ourselves and looking after teams that are in Munster like we don't have to like that that's nothing that concerns us for the next you know four or five months sure sure and speaking of the league I suppose Pat said last year that when he was in the league obviously he wasn't saying that it wasn't his first preference but afterwards he was kind of saying it was as you say about seeing players fitness and particularly with the championship starting that little bit earlier and so many games in consecutive periods is winning the league important or is it really all about the Leinster Championship? Like, Does Championship still come first in the grander scheme? Um, look, the Alliance Leagues are hugely important. Um, same as each of, them, each of them serve their purpose. Like, I mean, when we, when Dublin won the Alliance League in, in 2011, it was like, um, it was amazing. Like, you know, the first time in whatever, 72 years. So that's certainly, definitely a target for obviously Dublin. First thing, uh, and again, to secure a promotion to, to 1A is obviously, w- would, be, w- would be great and to be able to, uh, to play against the teams that are up there. So, look, we're taking it's something that we take very seriously. The same with the Walsh Cup. It's a great for a pre-season in order to get le- running into legs. Uh, and then, then it's f- we want to win as many matches and, and give a best account of ourselves in the league. And that's, that's definitely something that Matty has instilled in us. My experience is him. He wants to win every single competition he, he enters or at least put on a performance for every single game that we have. Um, and, that's, and that's what we're going to be doing, yeah, or sure. doing our best to do. Sure, yeah. Since that game in Salta last June, uh, a couple of retirees, obviously a couple yesterday in, uh, in Shane and in Gary. And then you had Ryan O'Dwyer, of course, last year as well, and John McCaffrey as well. So, so four big players, a lot of experience out of the panel now it gives other players a chance but they're good players to have around the panel and I suppose they'll be missed yeah hugely missed I mean um, you see like when I came into the panel um, with Johnny McCaffrey and um, with those types of guys Johnny obviously an established member for two three years at that stage but you wouldn't believe the stature he had within an inter-county dressing me as a 19 year old looking at he's probably only 21 at the time and um, the leadership qualities that he has and he's always had and um, Johnny's always led by example and um, Gary obviously winning the all-star in 2011 um, an amazing shot stopper, one of the best shot stoppers I've ever seen, and that's probably only in training is when he pulls off the point blank saves that he can. Yeah. Um, and then Shane is, is 
is one of the one of the hardest trainers I've ever met, and he's so admirable. And and then to hire as a warrior, you know, everyone knows what um, the the servant that, that that Ryan's been. So they'll be hugely missed from a leadership perspective, and having them in the dressing room. But again, priorities change. People get to different stages in their life, and other things become more important. Guys have young families, guys have jobs, guys have things that they need to look after. So obviously, they owe Dublin Hurl and nothing. Um, but what's what's positive is, they're. I imagine they're very confident in the, the squad that Maddie has assembled um, and, and it's down to us now to make sure that um, that we get the most out of ourselves because there is a panel there, there's opportunities for other guys to step up. There still is experience there um, and it's the case of taking it as an opportunity for us um, and for other guys trying to break through to the panel to take that chance. Very finally, I suppose, um, obviously you spoke about just, just looking after the injury or looking after the potential injury that could come out. Does that suggest that you're not available for Galway and you're targeting Carlo or are you available for selection this weekend? Um, like I could play the match and it's all dependent on um, how Matty how Maddie wants to, or what players Matty wants to bring down. So again, the beauty about this time of year is we have we have a choice of players and Matty needs to see as many as possible. If he, if he, like, if he deems me fit to obviously play or if he wants to bring me down I'm available for selection but again it's it's up to his case and there's obviously different priorities it is only January and there's obviously there's obviously the league coming up in a couple of weeks so he has to make sure so that's that's a call that the strength and conditioning team and himself will make um, uh, w- with obviously chatting to myself so it's it's, 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 it's up to himself but um, yeah and that's Dublin star David Tracy. Now, he was speaking at the launch of Future Proof Media. Visit futureproofmedia.ie to see how they can help you grow your business. Now, the senior hurlers are indeed in action this Sunday, as we were saying earlier on. They're taking on Galway in the Walsh Cup semi-final at Parnell Park. The game throws in at 2 o'clock. And earlier on, I caught up with Andy Cunningham to get his view ahead of the 2019 season. Early doors in Matty Kenny's reign, but he started off with three victories against teams he would have expected to beat. Uh, and the big test now comes this weekend when Galway come to town. Yes, uh, I suppose uh, it was a successful uh, couple of weeks from uh, uh, a good start to his campaign, uh, three wins. As you say, probably would be expected uh, to, to, to win these three matches. Uh, bigger test on Sunday, depending on what team Galway put out. It is very early season, uh, a lot of people in heavy training, people injured this, you know. It's, it's you know, I doubt that Galway will have a full-strength team, as Dublin probably won't have themselves. They'll probably still be running the same panel at the moment. But uh, a bigger step up in class and, uh, you know, as I say, it's another match uh, on the road to the 26th of uh, January, which is a very early start for the National League. So he'll be uh, gearing and everything for the Carlo match uh, on that date. Yeah, indeed. And I suppose, obviously, there'll be challenge games played and the likes of that between now and the summertime. But as you say, with, with the league, only have five or six games, depending on how far they get. Uh, every kind of game counts in the build-up to the, the first game in the Leinster Championship against Kilkenny. Oh yes, it's it's a very tight schedule. Like you know, you know, I suppose he'd be very lucky to get these three matches under his belt. A new manager coming in, uh, you know, and it's uh, probably does interrupt interrupt a bit uh, that that the training schedule because usually this time of year they go to go into heavy training. I know Dublin did have a heavy schedule last week before the Leash game, but uh, look, you'll always take matches. He's probably looking for a few things, and uh, look, there's nothing as competitive as a match. Indeed, and I suppose I think he's tried out something like 33 players, so as you suggest, that's kind of what you want to do at this stage, particularly with uh, a couple of players retiring, the likes of uh, Shane Durkin, uh, and obviously earlier on in the year you had Johnny McCaffrey and uh, Ryan O'Dwyer going as well. Yeah, well, I think 
no really great surprise, I don't think. Uh, you know, they've been great servants of Dublin, Dorkin. They just retired there the last couple of days. John McCaffrey has been a great servant from minor level up. Ryan O'Dwyer has put in some great shifts for Dublin. But uh, look at, you know, most counties around this time of year, you know, the, the, these things happen. But uh, he, he's working off a big panel, uh, probably a fairly youthful panel too. So he probably would expect things like that. But... Uh, as I say, uh, you know, three matches, you know, it's a great way to bet them, as I said, to bet them in. Uh, probably weren't probably as competitive as you want to, probably wanted a bit, a bit tougher matches. But as I say, you know, a lot of teams at this time are in heavy training. Uh, but look, he'll, he'll always take matches like that. Yeah, indeed. And I suppose in terms of players who may be impressed, obviously, as you say, it's, it's very much early doors in terms of Maddie Kenny's reign. But particularly John Heatherton, he's uh, he's taken over on the freeze with uh, with Paul Ryan obviously being involved in Bowden and David Tracy being a bit unfit at the moment. And he's uh, he's taken his chance. He's been he's hitting the ball sweetly. Yes, he's hit some good uh, hit some good points and scores in in the uh, the three matches they've played. Uh, probably you know probably was somebody is. Uh, wasn't as sharp, I'd say, on Sunday against Leash as he has been in the Carlow, the Offaly games. Missed some frees that normally would uh, send over. But, like, you know, he's a player that has impressed in them three matches. Uh, and, uh, as I say, you know, he took his chance. Uh, Paul Ryan, probably, you know, like, if, he, if he's available and fit, you probably would look at him to be taking the frees. But, you know, as I say, Bally Bowden taking a break and a well-deserved break. Yeah, absolutely. So I suppose the year ahead, uh, we've, we've kind of done a bit of reflection on, on last year. So close, and I suppose yet so far away, uh, those four points in the matches between uh, Kilkenny, Wexford, Galway, and Dublin, uh, losing two by a point and two by or one by two points, I should say, uh, were close. But can we go a stage further? Can we get out of Leinster? Do you reckon this year? It's going to be tough. Uh, you know, the draw is it, it, a tough draw. It, a lot will depend on the National League, uh, I think. Uh, you know, I don't don't think uh, Pat Kilroy got a you know a, a good start in the national in the National League last year, like. The defeat to Offaly, you know, set them back big time that, that, that match in Crow Park. So I think it's important for uh, for Matty Kenny and management team to get, a, I think, a good league run. And looking at the draw, uh, it does favour Dublin with three home matches uh, two away. And the three home matches, you would expect Dublin maybe, you know, you would expect them maybe to, 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 uh, to garnish the six points. They have a good start, uh, you know, the first two matches. Uh, but I think it's very important. I think he will concentrate on trying to get get them get them up and running and get a good uh, good league campaign before he goes to the championship. Because as you look at the first uh, championship matches, Kilkenny and Nolan Park, and we don't come any tougher than that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose maybe the one big difference between um, Gilroy and Kenny was maybe in terms of knowledge of the players. You know, Pat Gilroy obviously would be a GA man, but more on the football side of things. Whereas Matty Kenny, with his work with Cooley, he would have seen quite a few of the players. So maybe less experimentation and more just trying systems out maybe in the National League Yes I would expect that because as you say he has been around like you know like with a very successful cooler team uh, for the last four or five years he would know the players in- inside out it's not as like if he's a new manager completely coming in maybe an outsider from maybe another county coming in and and, and you might know, know the scene but he would know the scene inside out uh, you know, like he's he'd be looking at all the championship games. Uh, he's been probably uh, most most of all the Dublin games. So he would have a big, uh, you know, big uh, knowledge of the Dublin hurling scene. So that was a big advantage. And you know, where is does he tried out a few players uh, there in the three matches, and and, and rightly so. But you'll probably find that maybe some of them players won't be around come come the championship when he when he when he. Uh, Sets us as a panel out for a championship. Uh, we there's, at the moment, as I say, resting the Bally Bowden lads. Uh, then there's a few injuries. Uh, so 
you know, I think the panel will probably alter uh, maybe in the middle of the National League. And Andy, very finally, you've obviously been involved uh, in Dublin management teams down through the years. The Walsh Cup games, does it matter whether they win this weekend and play a challenge game the following week or would it be good to try and take on Wexford and Kilkenny the following week? Does it matter either way? No, I personally would think that uh, he, he would like to win it. Uh, then you, you get uh, you play Wexford Kilkenny uh, and then you lead into the Carlo match. Uh, because you know we do expect maybe to get uh, some, uh, uh, maybe try and get a full complement of the players back. Uh, yeah, I, I think you know winning winning is a habit and it's a good habit to get into. And uh, as I say, if he if he wins here against Galway, he doesn't have to go looking for the challenge game the weekend. He he has it set up from. And uh, I think that is the beauty uh, of the Watch Cup starting so early and around this time that you're not you know going around looking for challenge games. Uh, that it's set up for you and uh, no I, I think he'll go out to win this match and my thanks as ever to Andy for joining me on the show now at that Future Proof Media launch earlier on this week I also spoke with Dublin ladies football star Noelle Healy as she'd been very much involved in the 2020 campaign which was launched at the end of the last year and I spoke to her about that but I began by asking her about a little bit of time off after another All-Ireland victory yeah absolutely I think it's a you know it can be a long season and a long summer um, so you know with a lot of sacrifice and kind of a big commitment so it's nice to kind of just take some time even to yourself and then just to kind of catch up with family and friends and get a little bit of downtime and just look after kind of a few niggles or injuries that have kind of come up throughout the season as well so um, yeah back kind of just this week and you know everybody seems to be raring to go. You mentioned injuries and niggles anything serious or is it just the usual kind of wear and tear from playing matches all the time? Just general wear and tear getting old um, yeah I think you know I suppose there's a lot of demand um, between strength and conditioning and things like that so um, you kind of just need to look after yourself to get a little bit of mobility um, in and just kind of, you know, work on just making sure that everything um, and the strains or anything like that that you've kind of been carrying um, are just kind of well looked after and well rehabilitated. How important is winning consecutive titles for yourself and for the team? Um, yeah, look, I think winning and finishing the season as champions is always really important. It's a goal that you set off at the start of the year. Um, I suppose for us kind of getting... Um, monkeys or ducks or whatever off your back um, you know in terms of getting to all Ireland finals and, and winning them <laughs> finally um, it's always really important but uh, yeah I think we were just more happy with how we played that day um, I think a lot of things came together for us that we probably weren't happy with after the Galway game um, which is always nice because we did an awful lot of work on that so um, yeah look you know we've already been told that we've plenty to improve on so um, no doubt we'll be back back to the drawing board again and the fact that it was Cork does that make a difference because I know they've been of a, something of a bogey team down through the years down through your time playing um, yeah, I mean, I suppose over the past 12 years, Cork have been the team. Um, they've driven ladies' football standards absolutely, you know, through the roof. Um, we'd get on really well with the girls, um, you know, and we'd always kind of have a good bit of competition with them. I think they're the standard bearers um, for ladies' football. So to be able to kind of pitch yourself against them um, and to come off on top is always, you know, massively important. I think, you know, even just to get over Galway as well was huge. Um, we probably had, you know, as tough a run to the final as you could have. Um, in terms of the team that we played against so for us you know it was it was a, you know a, a great year Talk to me then a little bit about Mick because I suppose <clears throat> there was some talk of him going to Roscommon although obviously being with double All-Ireland champions it seemed like maybe bizarre speculation from a Dublin end but obviously you're happy to have him staying on it's it's great that he's committed for the next couple of years um, Yeah I suppose that kind of all came out after the All-Ireland final but we kind of didn't really take much notice of it because he had come down the day after the final and said that he'd already watched the match and picked out the stuff that we needed to improve on so we kind of knew that he was staying on. Um, you know, he talks really passionately about his own management team and the bond that are there, um, and then talks an awful lot about our team as well. Um, you know, how, how special it is to be part of kind of a team like that who have, you know, kind of the standards, the different attributes of the people that are involved as well. And then I suppose also, 
you know the, the way that we play football um so you know he, he talks an awful lot as well about making sure that it's important that you know young girls have you know role models to look up to he himself has two young girls and i suppose he kind of sees the way that they look at us and the way that we interact with them um so yeah i think for him dublin football means an awful lot and you know thankfully dublin ladies football means an awful lot to him as well so yeah um you know look for any manager i think you're delighted for them to stay on yeah, and I suppose speaking of exposure and, and getting girls involved in the game, the 2020 campaign has obviously been launched recently and it seems like a big thing. Do you know much about it? Are you supporting it? Yeah, absolutely, I'm supporting it. Um, yeah, I was at the launch um, there back in November um, and it was brilliant. There was just so much energy um, in the room and even since then, it's been massive. I think the examiner had a huge um, you know, display just around New Year's as well about it and I think it's probably coming on the, the crest of a wave of an absolutely you know, phenomenal year um, and probably you know, a few years ago an unthinkable successful year for Irish women in sport. Um, so yeah, 2020, it's a great idea, but maybe you know, maybe now people are just finally getting the recognition that you know, a lot of our international and national athletes deserve. Yeah, sure, and I suppose like, it's kind of amazing when you say 50,000 at an All-Ireland final, like, you know, men's soccer in Ireland can't get anything close to that, like for an FAI Cup final or whatever it might be, you know, rugby struggling to get 50,000 for, for international games. So that must be an extremely exciting thing to be part of. It must be something you're really proud of to be part of as well. Yeah, massively. Um, you know, even when we had lost the finals, it was always, you know, something that I took an awful lot of pride from in, in the massive attendance that were coming to watch our sport, um, that were obviously getting very excited about our sport and then even seeing the numbers grow of young girls who are taking up our sport. Um, and I'm sure hockey aren't kind of enjoying the same success as well. Look, you know, we just want younger girls to be playing any sport. Um, I think, you know, we kind of highlight, highlight constantly the benefit that you get from sport. I think too often people see sport, and particularly women see sport as a, a way to kind of look good or to get fit. They don't see the benefits. I mean, not only from a mental point of view, but also just, you know, to be involved in a team sport, to learn how to work within a team, to get that team, you know, support structure and that team benefit is hugely important, um, particularly when you're kind of going through your formative years, um, you know, and dealing with stress, having somebody that has seen you, you know, in elation on a pitch and, you know, in the depths of despair on a pitch to kind of be able to talk to them about real life things as well, knowing knowing them that well is, is really, really special. I've always kind of said there's no way to hide your emotions on a pitch or on a team. So to kind of be able to be that open with t with team members and with club, t club mates, um, you know, is massive. And I think is something that you don't really get from going to a gym or going to a gym class. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, to, to be able to highlight that to young girls and for the, you know, to encourage them to stay involved in sports, um, you know, is kind of what I'd really want. Now it seems to be a lot more dedicated girls teams as opposed to them playing with the men or playing with the boys, I should say. So uh, do you see the numbers increasing since you were younger? Yeah, hugely. Um, you know, even just to, I kind of compare it with my own club. When I was um, a minor with Bridget, there was only two of us that were actually minor. Um, you know, we relied on kind of a few under 14, under 16 to come up. Now apparently Bridget has nearly 400 girls playing underage football. You go down on a Wednesday and a Friday night and the, the place is full. And there's girls practicing their skill. Um, you know, they're, they're coming to our matches. You know, the, the, the managers are really good at getting them to know who the senior girls are and for getting us involved as well in coaching. So there's that bond and there's kind of that link and that's where you go and that's what you can be. And, you know, you can play with Dublin, you can be an all-star goalkeeper with Dublin if you want to. Um, so I think that's, that's brilliant. And yeah, at the moment, ladies getting football just seems to be a sport that kind of is very attractive, I suppose, in terms of the speed that it's played at, the accessibility in that, you know, there's a club in every parish. Um, and it's just an exciting sport. And I think, you know, hopefully there's a lot of sports that will kind of get that feedback because not everybody's going to want to play Gaelic football. But at the moment, there's role models in kind of so many different sports around that, um, you know, I think a little girl can look up and say, that's the sport I want to be. And look, there's somebody that I, that I can be or maybe I can surpass. So look, it's just, yeah, it's massively exciting. And in terms of 
A lot of exposure. I mean, 50,000 is obviously a massive number already, but I know you did a couple of double headers last year. You were in Castlebar and there was there was a game in Crow Park as well. I think for the 2nd of February, you're down to play Donegal and the lads are down to play Galway. Would you like to see that as a double header or is there any talk of it or, or are you kind of trying to stand on your own feet now or how does that work? Um, no, I think double headers are probably the key to getting numbers in. I think that's kind of one of the, not pitfalls, but one of the things that um, we probably need to target as an organisation is to try get as many people to league matches, league finals and championship matches as well. I think there's too much of a disparity between the number of players or the number of you know, fans that attend a final as to those that attend a semi-final or a quarter-final or even a Leinster final. Um, I think double headers are a good way to get people in through the door to expose this, the live sports, the live action sport, to get people into use of habit of going to watch ladies football matches. And indeed it'll be interesting to see if we get those double headers over the spring period. Now we are going to head out for a break. When we come back, we're staying with ladies football. Suzanne spoke before Christmas with Nigel McCarthy of We Are Dublin. So look back on 2018. Do stay tuned.